President Trump versus this crazy person, in my opinion, in court today. And this is not a person who has any credibility. I mean, these are some of the highlights, rich highlights of her media tour. Lingerie. He may have shouted underwear. Yeah. I, you okay. Know, okay. Were you scared? Were you no, angry? I too, Were you... I was too panicked to be scared. Too panicked to be scared, okay. Totally, and I put my life on the line. Do you think that you're going... Well, hold on a second. What do you mean you put your life on the line? Well, people have told me I have to be careful. You've gotten death threats. I am not looking at death threats. I have the idea that I'm going to make him put it on over his pants. That was my idea. Mm -hmm. You see how funny that would be to make him put yes. that on? Yeah. I guess my question is, is could there be any DNA have on no there? I have no idea. I do not know if the president ejaculated. have no idea. Lawrence, I wish I had said, I wish I had said, I'll tell you my age if you show me your tax returns. <laughs> yeah, it would have been, would have been helpful. Oh, now. Well, so I'm holding my handbag. Like the, the only reason I know I'm holding my handbag is because I discovered it in my hand when I got to the street. The statement that he said, which he's just made, which is she's not my type number one. That was the number one thing. I love that I'm not his type. I'm an archer. I have bows and arrows, you know. I, yeah, fine. I think there's just two. Uh, never mind. Never mind. I think most people think of rape as a, I mean, it is a violent assault. It is not. I think most sexual. people think of rape as being sexy. Mm. Let's take a short break. Think of the fantasies. Mm. We're just going to take a quick break if you can stick around. Uh, an ethical lawyer, a professional lawyer would have gotten this woman some mental health care, uh, not represent her against the president of the United States. And now the president is not even able to defend himself in court today. You know, a jury already ruled against him. This is what happened here. His lawyer, this is like the closing, uh, I guess, testimony. How about a Trump? Did you deny Carol's sexual allegations to defend yourself? Yes, I did. That's exactly right. Carol said something I considered a false allegation. The judge jumps in. Disregard everything Trump said after, yes, I did. Next, please. How about a Trump? Did you ever intend to hurt Carol? Did you ever intend to hurt Carol? No, I just wanted to defend myself, my family, and frankly, the presidency, the judge jumps in, disregard everything after the word no. Trump, I don't know who the woman is. I never met this woman. Judge, keep your voice down, Mr. Trump. Uh, somehow in our bizarre system, they have made it illegal for President Trump to maintain his innocence in this phase of the trial, the penalty phase. I, I said it. Murderers are allowed to say out loud they did not do it and offer all kinds of excuses, alibis, just before they're sentenced. What I can tell you is I didn't kill anybody. What I can tell you is I didn't stalk anybody. And what I can tell you is I didn't dispose of any corpse. I didn't do it. I'm innocent, Judge. I mourn with all of you who mourn my children. Jesus Christ knows the truth of what happened here. Jesus Christ knows that no one was murdered in this case. You'll see the judge freaking out. And remember that Murtoff guy with the dogs in South Carolina? He was able to lecture everybody saying how innocent he was. Anyway, it is unfair. It is 
more than unfair. It's a crime what they're doing to him. And this accuser, E. Jean Carroll, here she is, right, having a meltdown. Uh, I've been told by women I know that the clothes she's wearing are a lot more expensive now than they were back then. A lot more expensive. She seems to have made out very, very well in all kinds of ways. Be right back. And another thing. I don't think Nikki Haley should be talking about Major Haley's mental health. When he came back home to us, that was a lot of prayers answered. But that was the easy part. When we got home, life got hard. Michael couldn't hear loud noises. He couldn't be in crowds. Life had passed him by for the year that he was gone, and the transition was tough. Well, a couple of things here. Uh, I looked at her most recent book, and Michael has mentioned plenty, but the only mention of PTSD, post-traumatic stress, is is hers. When she had to endure after she had to uh, go to some funerals, which I guess can be rough, but after a shooting, she went to funerals of, of people she did not know. Nothing about Michael and his issues. I don't know, folks. I don't know. I don't think it's sincere. Do you? And what's up with the what's up with her and names? After we started dating, I looked at him one day and said, what's your name? You know, it's Bill. He said, puzzled. You just don't look like a Bill. What's your whole name? William Michael. From that point on, I started calling him Michael and all my friends did the same. Married life, you're always getting told what to do, and the name as well? Before we knew it, he was universally known as Michael. Everyone who knew him before I did knows him as Bill, and everyone who met him after I did knows him as Michael. He looks like a Michael. I've heard of a wife trying to change a husband or whatever, but uh, all right, so the whole thing with the name, you can't call Nikki Haley by her First name, Nimrata. I don't know why that is. I don't know what the big deal is. Here she is in high school. And what is her name in the high school yearbook? Uh, Nimrata. Nimrata Nikki. Okay, that's her first name. All right. What about when she actually, the birth announcement with uh, with Michael or Bill or Michael, uh, she went by Nimrata again there. But the fake news tells us if you call her that, somehow it's racist. All right. And finally, I guess we have a correction to make. It is not Major Bill Haley. It is Major Mike Haley. All right. Get home safe. And now this. We just have to demonstrate that he will not take power um, by uh, if we uh, if he does run, uh, making sure he uh, under the legitimate efforts of uh, our Constitution does not become the next president again. It's President Trump gets harassed in court as he was today, it's important to remember this moment. What did he say? It was kind of but he said something very suspicious, actually incriminating for him. Well, we just have to demonstrate that he will not take power by if we, if he does run, I'm making sure he, under legitimate efforts of our Constitution, does not become the next president again. That is a far cry and a very weird cry from saying, I'm just going to have to beat him at the ballot box. So what happened just a few days later? In order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for President of the United States. 
Okay, and what happened just a few days after that? Today, I signed an order appointing Jack Smith to serve as special counsel. The order authorizes him to continue the ongoing investigation into both of the matters that I have just described and to prosecute any federal crimes that may arise from those investigations. This is so rotten, and it's right there in plain sight. Federal and local. The same county that hassled Martin Luther King, hassling Donald Trump. And you heard about the arrangement the prosecutors had there. Today, based on information developed by that investigation, a Fulton County grand jury returned a true bill of indictment, charging 19 individuals with violations of Georgia law arising from a criminal conspiracy to overturn the results of the 2020 presidential election in this state. That is overconfidence. They think they got it all. You know, they don't have to worry. The media is on their side. What could go wrong? She's standing next to her boyfriend who was totally unqualified, appointed to run the case. And that guy, Nathan Wade, was visiting the White House. He went to the White House. What in the hell was he doing there? This is collusion. This is totally and completely outrageous. All of these cases must be thrown out immediately. But no, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. What does happen? The border wide open. It is crazy down there, right? We all see it. This is a threat to our country, not Donald Trump. And wildly, Joe Biden has made this possible. Maybe he is owned by the Chinese. I mean, who in the world would say something like this? What I would do as president is several more things because things have changed. I would, in fact, make sure that there is we immediately surge to the border. All those people are seeking asylum. They deserve to be heard. That's who we are. We're a nation that says if you want to flee and you're fleeing oppression, you should come. So this is by design. And those who are trying to actually protect our country, the Border Patrol, what has he done to them? Remember when they were doing their job? branded them as racist? I mean, before any investigation, these people, these people on the horses, these heroes, they weren't whipping anyone. And anybody who knows anything about horses, not that I know a lot about horses, but I talked to them and said it was totally, they were just handling the horses. All right. This, I think, is illegal. This is a perversion. And this is what's happening. This is what's not being investigated. This is what our culture says is fine. Anyway, I got to get to the E. Jean Carroll matter because it is another monstrosity and President Trump needs our support on this one. Be right back. My mother used to, she would give us a hard time sometimes and she would say to us, I don't know what's wrong with you young people. You think you just fell out of a coconut tree? If someone is 18 years old today, they were born in 2005. Oh, Oh, yeah, check that out. Here's the thing. Who doesn't love a yellow school bus, right? Can you raise your hand if you love a yellow school bus, right? A heartbeat away from the presidency, Kamala Harris. Well, folks, 
I think we need to know more about her because she actually could be president. Let's pray that doesn't happen. There is a new book about her. It's called Amateur Hour, Kamala Harris in the White House. It's described as the ultimate comprehensive investigation into the life and career of Vice President Kamala Harris, written by uh, well-known and veteran journalist Charlie Spearing. Welcome, Charlie. Uh, congratulations on the book. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks, Greg, for having me. I didn't see you raising your hand. Do you not love a yellow school bus? <laughs> They're okay. I don't. <laughs> um, actually, if you don't mind, um, right off the top, is she on something? Not that I know of. I think she's just on her own ego and her own ambition at this point. So how did this happen? I mean, how did we get to this position. I know you, you, Joe Biden didn't even want her, correct? That's right, Greg. Uh, Joe Biden almost preferred Gret Gretchen Whitmer out of Michigan because she, he really liked her plain spoken style, her commitment to infrastructure and, every, and her sort of populist bend. And it would help him win a critical state of Michigan. But uh, his senior advisors and even former President Obama had other ideas. They felt that it, in order to put back the band and get the band back together, they needed a, a black woman on the ticket. And we all know that, that Biden had vowed to uh, pick a, a, a female vice president, a female running mate, and it was time for him to follow through th with that decision. And they wanted to see a woman of color on the ticket. We know she's goofy. Was she always goofy? I mean, I, I remember her as a senator. I remember her when she was the attorney general vaguely of California and Obama like took a liking to her. I don't remember the cackling, and it seems like there was a real change. Yeah, there was a real change when she first faced Iowa voters, when she first ran for president. It was, you know, she did relatively well when she was senator of California. It's easy to be a Democrat in California, right? All you have to do is impress the top donors, the celebrities, and all, all the money and, and the fellow Democrats. It's a one-party state. But once she decided to run a national campaign for president and meet different kinds of voters all across the country, she just kind of ran into a wall and then became more and more insecure. And the more and more insecure she got, the worse she got on camera. The signs were all there. I go back and look through her campaign in detail. There's a really long chapter about this. And the signs were all there. It's just unfortunate that the media didn't sort of call that out and sound the alarm bells before they picked her as, as their vice president. Well... For a while there, she thought she was on a roll and she got carried away with herself. And uh, it's kind of shocking that Biden picked her. That moment at the 2019, one of the Democrat debates in 2019. Take a look at this. So that's decision. where the federal government must step now, in. That's why we have the Voting Rights Act and the Civil Rights Act. That's why we need to pass the Equality Act. That's why we need to pass the ERA, because that's there right. are moments in history where states fail to preserve the civil rights of all people. I have people. supported the okay, ERA okay. from the very beginning when Vice I ran President the Biden, 30 seconds. Uh, I don't think I've ever been talked to like that except in the military. <laughs> uh, that, had, that had to, did it leave a mark, a lasting mark? Uh, and, and tell us more, like Joe doesn't even like her. We, we get that sense. Yeah, it was very, it was a very personal attack because, you know, look, 
Kamala Harris was friends with Beau Biden, his son, that passed away before, and she went to, even went to the funeral. So she was already friends with, with Biden and the whole Biden family. And for her to do that, Joe took it really personally. He went on interviews and said, I was really hurt by that. So it was kind of shocking. And even his family, especially Joe Biden, was not happy with the idea of picking Kamala as the vice president. She preferred Susan Rice over Kamala Harris. And wow, if you're preferring Susan Rice over anybody, then you got to be looking at your short list. Wow. All right. So, look, uh, tell us what else do we need to know? I know you can't give away too much. We want to sell this book. Uh, and I tell Absolutely. you, it's fun reading. It really is. Putting the phone down and actually looking at a book is uh, worthwhile. And I am getting your book. So uh, what else is in store here? Well, I go all the way back. Right. I examine the, the background of her parents who are radical academics. I talk about, I have a full chapter on Willie Brown. You've you know, probably heard about Willie Brown, but you don't necessarily know all the details of their relationship and how that opened the doors to her entire political career in San Francisco. And then I also go into, into depth on her career in, in lo local law enforcement. She threaded it very carefully. She was still kind of a lefty, but still kind of a centrist on so many issues and really worked her way up the up the power chain and then and then finally ran for Senate. And where does it stand now with her in the White House? Would they really like to see her go? I mean, I heard that this is really impacting their decision making. Joe even running for president has something to do with Kamala Harris. It's it's a real factor for them. Absolutely. Joe Biden would not be running for president again, would not be running for reelection if they were confident that Kamala Harris could take over. And I guess that's the biggest thing. Joe Biden's running because Kamala can't. There's very little trust between the two teams. They don't trust Kamala. Kamala does not trust Biden's team. And so it's it's really kind of a rocky relationship at this point. But they know that they're stuck with her. If they try to get rid of Kamala Harris, they'll anger the exact base that they were trying to attract in 2020. So all they are doing is just praying that Joe Biden can make it to the finish line by Election Day. Real quick, though, doesn't that base, don't they see what we see? I mean, like, OK, you got your black woman, but there are better black women out there. Obviously, there are better people out there. She is not serious. Their base is, is still going to be upset. Yeah, I think the only person that could really take over for Kamala Harris would be Michelle Obama. And all signs at this point show that Michelle's not interested in running for president. But, man, if, if Joe doesn't make it to the finish line, it's going to be extreme chaos in the Democrat Party. They all have different ideas of who they want to replace Joe and who they would want to run in, in 2024. So right now they're just bracing themselves and hoping that they, he can get them across the finish line. Charlie Spearing, congratulations again on the book. Let's put it up. It's called Amateur Hour, Kamala Harris in the White House, published by Simon & Schuster. And uh, congratulations, sir. I look forward to reading it cover to cover. All the best. Thanks so much, Greg. It's great to be on your show. Come back soon, and we'll be right back. So, we all know the border is a total disaster. Seems like we have no border, and uh, this is very, very crucial for the entire country, but especially, well, Texas, the border states, right? Arizona, New Mexico, take a look at this. It's the 23rd district of Texas, that big, yeah, that big area, wow. 
uh, perhaps nobody in the country more directly affected by Joe Biden's mess than the 23rd Congressional District. And our next guest wants to be its representative in Congress. Julie Clark joins us. She is a small businesswoman uh, from the area, Yancey, Texas, I believe, a suburb of San Antonio. Welcome, Julie Clark. How are you? I'm so excited to be here today, and I, I love your show, and I love what you stand for, so thank you for having me today. Wow. Well, thank you very, very much. Um, look, Congress is a mess. It's uh, so dysfunctional. Why do you want to go there? Well, uh, I think what is happening across this country and where a lot of people are now in this stage is that we love this country and we're going to fight for this country. And it's time for us to take a stand and to get corrupt politicians out of office, get the Biden administration out of office and and take a stand to do what's right. And that's the only reason I'm in this race. All right. Now, look, uh, the 23rd District has this fellow there. Congressman Tony Gonzalez. We're going to find out more about you. But before people can you got to get rid of this guy. OK, now he's a Republican. I don't know much about him, uh, but he is a Republican. Tell us uh, what, what what's wrong with him. Why, why not leave him in there? Well, because he's one of the um, Republican in name only. He does not support securing the border. He was also censored by the Republican Party of Texas back in March. So people can go look at that. It was a public document. I actually wrote that censor against him when I was county chair and decided to step up and run against him because he continues to vote against all the legislation to secure the border. He votes for more processing centers. Um, he continues to vote for red flag laws, and he votes for everything that stand uh, that's against what us conservatives and Republicans stands for. Um, not only did the Republican Party of Texas censor him, but 16 counties in his district also did, which tells you the American people are sick and tired of what's happening. They want someone who's going to be bold and courageous to stand up against this administration. And I'm the person for the job. And that's why I'm in this race. So the primary is fast approaching March 5th, 2024. Yeah, just a, a little over a month now. Uh, you're mm -hmm. got one heck of an ad, and I think we've got it all keyed up. Uh, let's uh -huh. take a look. Okay. G'day, mates. Today, we're on the hunt for the elusive rhino. No, not rhinos. Rhinos. Republicans in name only. These critters may look like your average Republicans, but they don't hold true to conservative values. You may be familiar with them. People like John Kasich or Mitt Romney. There is another option. Conservative Republican Julie Clark, a mother, a businesswoman, and proud Texan. Julie Clark is 100% pro-gun, 100% pro-life, and 100% pro-Texas. Damn. <laughs> that's, uh, that's pretty powerful. Good for you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. What, uh, by the way, you were, what kind of business do you run? I understand it's kind of a, it's, it's, it's small, but it's thriving. It, well, let me just tell you. So I was a medical device rep for 30 years. Um, I do own a small business as well, but I um, kind of retired just to be able to get into this fight for this country. And that's when I was elected by the people as the Medina County Republican chair. Um, you know, so I have a clothing store. But right now, the forefront and where we need to be able to get this country back in is to get people back to work. Uh, people are struggling with inflation. Not only do we have an issue with the border, and let me just also add, because this District 23 has the largest border district in the country, 
823 miles of border. And so we need to put someone who's going to stand up again to protect what's happening. We have high-speed chases every single day. We've got bailouts. We've got cartel. We have human trafficking, child trafficking. You know what all the issues are in this country. And they all stem right here in this district. And it's time to put someone who's going to stand up and be the voice and sue the Biden administration to support legislation and file legislation to stand up for the American people. And I wrote the censor against Tony Gonzalez. I'm not afraid to stand up and do what needs to be done. And so I'm hoping that I get the support for the people that are um, actually watching this show today and those people around in the district as well. You know, um, you mentioned medical sales and the business that you have now. You haven't mm -hmm. been in government before, which... Finally, we've gotten to the place where I think our founding fathers wanted us. It doesn't matter. You're a citizen and you have ideas and you are willing to do this. I think mm -hmm. that's pretty cool. What about getting President Trump uh, on board? Oh, well, I'm 100 percent. I mean, we need to go back to the border policies that Trump had in place. Obviously, we know what's happening at the border because when does policy override a law? And that is what happened with the Biden administration. And we've got to get that resolved. I'm the only candidate in this race that has a border solution and knows exactly what needs to be done. I have truly boots on the ground, border law enforcement behind us. And they know that I'm going to be able to be effective to get what needs to be done. But we need to get Donald Trump elected. We need to get him back in the office to um, help us fight to get this country back. And I'm excited to be part of his team in 2025 to help him do this. All right. I think he uh, also needs to be familiar with you. And let's see what happens. Uh, his, his, uh, his support mm -hmm. could go a long way. ClarkforCongress.com. ClarkforCongress.com. No E in Clark. Sometimes they have an E on it. Good luck right. to you. Julie Clark will be watching. The primary is March 5th uh, in yes. the 23rd District there in Texas. Take care. Thank you. Thank you so much. You bet. And we'll be right back. President Trump versus this crazy person, in my opinion, in court today. And this is not a person who has any credibility. I mean, these are some of the highlights, rich highlights of her media tour. Lingerie. He may have shouted underwear. Yeah. I, you okay. Know, okay. Were you scared? Were you no, angry? Too, Were you... I was too panicked to be scared. Too panicked to be scared. Okay. Totally. And I put my life on the line. Do you think that you're going... Well, hold on a second. What do you mean you put your life on the line? Well, people have told me I have to be careful. You've gotten death threats. I am not looking at death threats. I have the idea that I'm going to make him put it on over his pants. That was my idea. Mm -hmm. You see how funny that would be to make him put yes. that on. Yeah. I guess my question is, is could there be any DNA I have on no there? idea. I do not know if the president ejaculated. have no idea. Lawrence, I wish I had said, I wish I said, I'll tell you my age if you show me your tax returns. <laughs> yeah, it would have been, would have been helpful. Uh, that. Well, so I'm holding my handbag. Like the, the only reason I know I'm holding my handbag is because I discovered it in my hand when I got to the street. The statement that he said, which he's just made, which is she's not my type number one. That was the number one thing. I love that I'm not his type. I'm an archer. I have bows and arrows, you know. I, yeah, fine. I think there's just two. Uh, never mind. 
Never mind. I think most people think of rape as a, I mean, it is a violent assault. It is not. I think most people think of rape as being sexy. Mm. Let's take a short break. Think of the fantasies. Mm. We're just going to take a quick break. If you can stick around. Uh, an ethical lawyer, a professional lawyer would have gotten this woman some mental health care, uh, not represent her against the president of the United States. And now the president is not even able to defend himself in court today. You know, a jury already ruled against him. This is what happened here. His lawyer, this is like the closing, uh, I guess, testimony. How about a Trump? Did you deny Carol's sexual allegations to defend yourself? Yes, I did. That's exactly right. Carol said something I considered a false allegation. The judge jumps in. Disregard everything Trump said after, yes, I did. Next, please. Habba to Trump, did you ever intend to hurt Carol? Did you ever intend to hurt Carol? No, I just wanted to defend myself, my family, and frankly, the presidency. The judge jumps in. Disregard everything after the word no. Trump, I don't know who the woman is. I never met this woman. Judge, keep your voice down, Mr. Trump. Uh, Somehow, in our bizarre system, they have made it illegal for President Trump to maintain his innocence in this phase of the trial, the penalty phase. I, I said it. Murderers are allowed to say out loud they did not do it and offer all kinds of excuses, alibis, just before they're sentenced. What I can tell you is I didn't kill anybody. What I can tell you is I didn't stalk anybody. What I can tell you is I didn't dispose of any corpse. I didn't do it. I'm innocent, Judge. I mourn with all of you who mourn my children. Jesus Christ knows the truth of what happened here. Jesus Christ knows that no one was murdered in this case. You'll see the judge freaking out. And remember that Murtoff guy with the dogs in South Carolina? He was able to lecture everybody saying how innocent he was. Anyway, it is unfair. It is more than unfair. It's a crime what they're doing to him. And this accuser, E. Jean Carroll, here she is, right, having a meltdown. Uh, I've been told by women I know that the clothes she's wearing are a lot more expensive now than they were back then. A lot more expensive. She seems to have made out very, very well in all kinds of ways. Be right back. They said it could never happen here, but millions are backing the dangerous new socialism. Leaders pushing a radical agenda of big spending and more control over your life. Watch Socialism in America, only on Newsmax. So President Trump is winning big, and it looks like he's going to be the nominee. Over the next few months, he's going to have to figure out who his vice presidential pick is going to be. And who will it be? Any of these folks? uh, You have an idea who it should be? Do us a favor. Participate. Uh, Go ahead and text VICE to 39747, and we'll send you a special link, and you can participate in our poll, and we'd really appreciate it, okay? Remember, VICE to 39747. All right. And as we say goodnight, uh, I am anxious to see my little girls at home with their mom, Judith. That's uh, Madeline. And in the red, and Annalise, her big sister, who's three, 
on the right in the dark blue. I love them so much. That was a fun day about two weeks ago. I'll see you all tomorrow. Many thanks.